0: Dallas Mavericks today coming at you on a Monday. Harrison Graham and Jeffrey Cooperstein here, and Coop. Ten game check in here to start today's show. Yes. Eight and two, and we got to talk about this dynamic duo, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. It was a slightly slow start for Kyrie, but he has certainly picked it up in the past few games, especially last night.
1: Yeah, Kyrie was sensational last night. Last night, thirty-five point six rebounds, seven assists. Great again in the fourth quarter. Mavericks really didn't need to play their guys much in the fourth quarter because they were up so big they ended up winning 136-124. This team's got something, man. 8-2, yeah. uh, best start since 0405 4 5 or somewhere around there, I believe. And, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of juice surrounding this team right now.
0: Yeah, I, I like – I think what's impressing me most, Coop, is it seems like every night it's someone different beyond Luca and Kyrie that's like stepping up like, for la- sure. like last night Grant Williams zero points yep. and you still score 136 uh in, in that one so that that's been really impressive uh you look at uh what these two guys have done through 10 games so far and it's just been sensational I mean Luca I think is very much in the conversation I think he's the front runner for MVP. to be MVP arguably the front runner. Kyrie, it was a slightly slow start. Not like he was bad early, but he's definitely picked it up. That three-point percentage has skyrocketed after struggling from downtown early in the year. And What's impressed me the impressive. most, Harrison,
1: is, is the efficiency in which they're doing this. Luca, 52.6% from the field, over 40% from three. He's never shot better than like 36% from three, I believe. Yeah. Kyrie also at 40% from three. They're doing it at an extremely efficient clip as well.
0: Yeah, they're playing really well right now, and uh, and what's beautiful about this is we knew these two guys would put up numbers, um, maybe not like quite the efficiency for Luca, like he's been more of like a 48-49 from yep. field, mid-30s from three guys, obviously outshooting that in both statistical category, but the role players, Coop, again, it's like different guys each night, that's what's impressing me, and look, uh, to win a title uh, since 2000, some chat stats here for you guys, you gotta be at least 6-4 and four through 10, Mavs are at 8-2, and two, so Congratulations! Uh, the Mavericks have a chance to Officially win Officially,
1: title contenders, and if history is to is to repeat itself, here are some teams that will not win the NBA title.
0: Notable ones: the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns, the Lakers, and the Clippers, which <laughs> we'll talk about the. We'll Clips talk about later the Clippers on. in a minute. Uh, but those top two, Cooper considered maybe along with Denver, the top three in the West. You could throw Golden State in there as well, at least on paper, heading into the season. Now, I'm not going to dismiss those teams' chances. 10 games in of winning a title but it is an interesting thing that since 2000 you at least have to be six and four through 10 to win a title and uh, those two teams who are at worst two of the top five in the west on paper uh, have not or will not be able to uh, reach that mark.
1: Yeah it's pretty crazy what the Mavs are doing right now and obviously you know 10 games in's a little early to really be talking about title and even playoffs for that matter but I really do think you get a good read of what a team will be after the first 20 games. So the Mavs are 8-2 and two through 10. Here's their next 10 games. So New Orleans again tomorrow night. Then you have Washington on the second night of a back-to-back. This stretch here is interesting. Milwaukee, Sacramento... Lakers-Clippers, that's a tough four-game stretch. Even the Rockets have won six in a row. Rockets are good, too. And then you have Memphis-OKC-Memphis. So, I mean, this is a tough game stretch coming up, and we'll learn a lot about this team going forward here.
0: Yeah, we talked about it earlier in the year. You get Memphis twice there. Still no Ja Morant in those games. So, getting them three times before Ja comes back is is definitely a favorable schedule thing that fell in the Mavs' favor. And, look, the Mavs' schedule, Coop, has not been murderer's row so far, but – they're taking care of the business they need to take care of. Exactly. Like, I look at the next two games, uh, Pelicans and Washington, like, you really should probably win both of those. Maybe you split because they're both roadies. But, um, you know, I, I think I look at this next 10, it's definitely tougher than the first 10. So, like, if they can go 6-4 and four or better in For this sure. 10, like, then you're you're really feeling good about where you're sitting as a basketball team. Even 500 would have you at 13-7 and seven through 20 games. So, I think that uh, the Mavs are definitely, like, whether they're NBA contenders or not, which we'll ask you, title contenders or not, which we'll ask you this: Do you think they are? Type Y for yes, for no. They're definitely high-level Western Conference contenders. Like, I, I think at this point, again, it's early. I'm not gonna just like be like, ah, they're, you know, I, I can't say that they're just a bit of a heater right now. No, like they look like at least the top five team in the West. 10 games into this. Look, me and you both were pessimistic about this team coming into the season, and
1: I think they've blown all those expectations away, and now we have to start adjusting some of our expectations for what this team can be going forward.
0: No doubt about it. Type Y for yes, type N for no. Are the Mavericks title contenders? Now, let's dive into a rumor. Now, we're not saying, oh, Kawhi is going to be a Mav. What we are going to say here, Coop, as we dive into the story here in a minute is, The Clippers are a mess. Keep an eye out. James Harden, since coming over there, they're 0-4. Kawhi doesn't seem happy. There's something to monitor. We're going to dive into this story here in just a moment. You're not going to want to miss it, but first... We've got to talk about our sponsor, Prize Picks. Football season's been going on for a couple of months. NBA's in full action now, college basketball. And it's not a better time than right now to play daily fantasy sports with Prize Picks because you've got all the major sports going on. NFL, NBA, college football, NHL, college basketball as well. And you can cross over sports with your picks as well. All you do is pick two to six players on any given entry. And uh, if they will go for more or less than their Prize Picks Projections. I got a little NFL-NBA crossover here. You got Monday Night Football tonight. The Knicks are in action tonight as well. Give me Cortland Sutton uh, there on the more on the receptions. Russell Wilson, he's going to throw at least one interception tonight. And then Quentin Grimes, what is that, Coop? Six and uh, a half points. Uh, six and a half points, yeah. He's uh, one of the better role players in the NBA. Ten to win 50 there on that prize picks. So you can win up to 25 times your money with this six-player entry. Get started today, pricepicks.com slash CLNS. Our code CLNS will get you a deposit match up to $100. Join celebrities like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz, several other price pick celebs, uh, price picks celebs playing pricepicks every single day. Pricepicks.com slash CLNS. Use code CLNS. All right, Coop, let, let's dive into this Clipper situation. It's interesting, man. <laughs> Look, it's early. Anytime you trade for a big name like James Harden, it You got to let it marinate. It's going to take some time to adjust, but I will say this, the Clippers, that feels like a a tense situation right now, because when they made the move to go Kawhi, Paul George combo back in 2019, after he uh, won the title with Toronto, like that felt like a, Hey, we're ready to win a championship type of move. And the Clippers, it just has not lined up. Kawhi has been hurt. Paul George has been hurt. Um, They haven't, they've, haven't gone as deep in the playoffs as they want to. So (laughs) clearly when you do make this James Harden move, it's like the ultimate desperation. Like we're all in on this year trying to make it work type of move. And it's ugly early, man. It it, it does not look good. And what's also interesting, Coop, and I noticed this even before the Harden move, is it feels like Paul George is their number one guy right uh, now. Uh, Kawhi has had a diminished
1: role here, especially with James Harden coming in. And there was a point yesterday where the Clippers were playing, and Kawhi looked very frustrated coming over the bench and whatnot. uh, Like it says here, he's averaging his least points per game and field goal attempts since 2015-16 when he was with the Spurs. It's something to keep an eye on, man. They're winless with James Harden. It was weird yesterday where there were less than two minutes left. James Harden checks in for Russell Westbrook. Westbrook's been closing... In in uh in games with the Clippers here this season so far they take him out with less than two minutes remaining so I don't think even Tyron Liu knows exactly what's going on there. It's interesting, man. It's just it's a weird situation down there in, in L.A.
0: I kind of came to this conclusion watching the Nuggets last year. I was kind of starting leading that way, but I firmly believe that the best way to win titles right now in the NBA and it, and it changes. There was a big three era, that, you know. It 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 fluctuates. It's like all sports. Like it's it's fluid. Like it's true today, not true tomorrow, all that stuff. Shout out JJT. Uh, yeah. I think the best way to win a title is with two superstars and role players around. No doubt. I think when you go three or more, A, they eat up too much of your salary cap. And B, the ego's getting the way there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, even Russ, like, I know he's not on a major contract anymore, but like he wants to play a big role. Paul, George, and Kawhi, they were the n- nucleus pieces on this. Now you have Harden. We know how big his ego is and how big his contract is. Like it just—it's too much, man. Like, and that's why we see Phoenix off to a slow start. Like, I know there's been injuries there, but like, you get too top-heavy like this, Coop. Like, a you need depth. B, like, who do you go to in crunch time? Like, it, it just becomes there, a problem, and I like it with the Mavs right now, where it's like, hey, we're playing through Luka and quiet. Everybody on the team understands that. That is what the, this roster is built around. Sure, there's decisions to make, like in crunch time, or is Luka bringing the ball down? Like, you still have to feel those things out if you're Jason Kidd, but. The Clippers got a problem, man. They like, have a problem it's a for sure. big problem. And right
1: that's now. why I think it's interesting that it's working out so well with the Mavericks. I think Kyrie has really put his ego aside and has said, look, I am the second guy on this team, and I'm going to lead this team in other ways. Kyrie's kind of the voice that's in the locker room and off the court, whereas Luka is obviously the one leading on the court. And like I said, for my money, for our under for MVP so far, through 10 games. Look, the Kawhi thing's something to monitor. He has what could be an expiring contract this year at $45.5 million, has a player option for next year. At this point, I assume he's picking that up. I'm not saying the Mavs could trade for him, but he's a name to watch at the deadline, Yeah, and if look, you're asking
0: me. And look, I know I just said that you win with two stars and role players. That being said, if Kawhi becomes available, at minimum, you're checking in. Like, you're, not, you're, you're not doing your job. And he his play style fits the mold of, like, if you have three stars, like, He's a two-way player. He's gonna be. He's gonna be locked down defensively. And
1: Kawhi and Paul George don't work because they're too similar. I think yeah. it doesn't work out. And you know the Mavs really do still kind of need an upgrade at wing. If they could pull this off, man, they would make the Mavs true title contenders. I think. But and I'm not saying it's likely by any means. But it, Kawhi has shown when he's not happy, he will force his way out of a situation. Let's just see what
0: happens. I mean, just spitballing here. Like, what what are the Mavs' assets? You have the two first-round picks, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, Omax. I mean, even like, see like uh, Grant Williams. Like, I mean, you're gonna have to make a big offer. It, it would be a huge offer. Off. It's something that
1: Nico Harrison probably doesn't have the ammo to do. But to he, me,
0: Lively's untradeable.
1: Uh, yeah, right you're now. not giving up Lively.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but Nico has shown the propensity to go for the big trade as he did with Kyrie last off uh, last trade deadline. So see what happens. This
0: is something we'll check in on in like a month or so. We'll revisit. See what's going on with the Clippers. What do you guys think? Should the Mavs trade for Kawhi? And if you think they should, throw your trade ideas in the comments as well. Type T for trade, type P for pass. Exciting times right now. We'll be back soon with more Mavericks. Pelicans tomorrow, Wizards on Wednesday. So we'll keep you guys updated with everything going on there as well. Let's go Mavs, baby.